Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknett. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. If you've been listening to The Miracle Moment or you're familiar with the Migraine Miracle Plan in general, then you know that ditching sugar is one of the keys not just to a migraine-free life, but to a life of wellness and health and vitality. But if you've struggled to kick the sugar habit, uh, you are, number one, most certainly not alone. Um, But kicking the habit is one of the most important things you can ever do for yourself. And we've known so many folks now who once thought that it's something they could never do and who now enjoy freedom from the power that sugar once held over them and freedom from chronic migraines as well. So to help you follow in those footsteps, um, today I'm going to share with you what I think are three key strategies for helping you to break the sugar habit. And really, these key, uh, three strategies are useful for breaking any old habit and uh, adopting a new one. Um, once again, this episode today is brought to you by the Beast Slayer Training Academy, which is a complete step-by-step course designed to equip you with all of the knowledge and habits you need to slay the migraine beast uh, once and for all. Um, as I've said in the past, I absolutely love it for every migraineur on the planet to take the course, um, which is why you can do so at zero risk. And to learn more about the Beast Slayer Training Academy, just head over to mymigrainemiracle.com uh, forward slash academy. And uh, while we're on the topic, I'd like to recognize a few of our uh, recent graduates from the Beast Slayer Training Academy. So this week, I'd like to say congratulations to Alexandra, uh, Freddie, Jill and Grace. So one of the things I do at the end of the course is give folks a short survey uh, to share their feedback uh, on their experience in the course. So I'll just read a few of the comments uh, from uh, our recent graduates. Alexandra says, uh, I would strongly encourage any fellow migraineur to give this course a go. It provides a holistic approach to not only dealing with migraines, but living as healthy a life as possible. And then... uh, Freddie says, uh, even if you think you know it all, uh, there may be something valuable you missed or need to be reminded of. Uh, If you didn't miss anything and you do know it all, this course lays it out all together, which is very helpful. So that's a very nice comment from Freddie. And then uh, Grace, uh, who says, uh, this framework is truly life-altering. Don't spend thousands of dollars on useless preventative medications. $99 will get you all you need. Uh, You have the ability to slay the beast. Um, that's pretty awesome. So congratulations again to those uh, four uh, certified Beast Slayers who've uh, graduated from the Beast Slayer Training Academy. Not only does making it through all of the video modules and quizzes require dedication, but taking the time to complete the course is a signal that you're really taking ownership over your health and your battle over the beast, um, which is absolutely essential to achieving long-term success with the plan. And once again, if you want to follow in their footsteps, uh, you can find out more about the course at mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash academy. All right, now it's time to celebrate our Beast Slayer of the Week. So in each episode of The Miracle Moment, we highlight somebody in our Migraine Miracle community who's recently dealt a mighty blow to the beast. And this week, it is Amy. 
So Amy uh, posted this uh, a couple weeks ago or so, uh, towards the end of December, uh, at the, around the conclusion of the holidays, um, and, and wrote this inside of our Facebook group. I started this plan almost one year ago, and this is the first time in 20 years that I haven't had a migraine on Thanksgiving or Christmas. What an amazing gift. Migraine days are down about 50% since last fall, and I weaned off of two preventatives that I had been on for over 10 years. I have only taken one trip tan in the past three months, which is a huge change from three times a week in the past. I feel good, and I feel healthy, and that I am finally on the right track for controlling migraines. Thank you for giving me my life back. So our topic of discussion today is how to break the sugar habit. And for those who are trying to kick the habit, um, the holidays are typically the time of uh, greatest temptation. And being able to resist that temptation, or better yet, to get to a place where uh, those things don't even tempt you anymore, is key to making it through the holidays migraine-free. And um, I'm pleased to report that we had multiple people in our community this year uh, reporting making it through the holiday season migraine-free, um, several of whom, like Amy, hadn't done so uh, done and so in many, many years. And uh, the other thing that she mentions here is uh, she's down uh, 50% overall, despite having come off of two preventative medications over that period of time. So um, just shows you sort of the relative uh, power of changing diet and lifestyle like in the Migraine Miracle Plan versus um, the drugs that are given for prevention, which um, are, have modest to negligible benefit, uh, especially over the long term. So in spite of going off of two medications that supposedly are supposed to prevent migraines, um, her, her uh, migraines are already cut in half um, with the changes that she made, she's made. So... Congratulations, Amy, and thanks uh, so much for sharing your story in our community uh, so it can be a source of inspiration for others and uh, can provide a glimpse of what's possible if you can kick the sugar habit. Um, for more inspiring uh, success stories of people using the plan to end chronic migraines after years of struggle and failed treatments, uh, head over to beatslayers.com. Um, there you can also download, uh, download the guide to getting started with the plan. So now let's get into our topic of the day, which is three key strategies for breaking the sugar habit. As I said earlier, uh, most of you probably know that getting sugar and refined carbohydrates, of which sugar is one, uh, out of your diet is an essential piece of the Migraine Miracle Plan. Um, if that's news to you, uh, then I'd recommend that you um, grab the, the diet guide I just mentioned over at beastslayers.com and then head over uh, to the Migraine Miracle uh, uh, Moment homepage, which is at mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash moment, and listen, read, or watch some of the uh, early episodes. But just to summarize, if you recall, the three pillars to migraine freedom are eliminating rebound, establishing metabolic fat uh, flexibility, or fat adaptation, and eliminating mismatched foods and behaviors. And ditching sugar and refined carbohydrates is an essential element of two of those pillars, which are establishing metabolic flexibility and eliminating mismatched foods. Um, as our consumption of sugar is one of the biggest ways in which our modern lives deviate from that of our ancestors, creating a significant mismatch. And it's the consumption of sugar that renders so many people metabolically inflexible or incapable of tapping into stored body fat for energy, which leaves everyone uh, riding the blood sugar roller coaster every day, uh, which is a huge setup for migraines. Um, 
So nobody would argue that eating sugar isn't rewarding uh, or pleasurable, and that's thanks to how our brain is wired. So by default, our brain naturally perceives sugar as pleasurable. The problem is that the reward circuitry for sugar evolved during a time when sugar was very scarce. So it made sense for us to consume it, uh, whatever we could of it, whenever we could. But now, in our modern world, where sugar is abundant and very easy to get, those reward circuits are no longer working to our benefit. So they're leading uh, so many people to consume far too much of it. Again, this is a perfect example of an environmental mismatch. So where our reward circuits exist to reinforce behaviors that are good for us, um, and those reward circuits for sugar, which make us feel pleasure when we eat it, were beneficial to us in the world of our wild ancestors where sugar was hard to come by. Come by. But those exact same circuits are now incredibly harmful because while consuming a little bit of sugar once in a great while isn't an issue, consuming a lot of it frequently is a huge problem. So our reward circuits are having the opposite effect on our health because they are mismatched to the environment we now find ourselves in. And uh, as I've said before, most of the diseases that we see as physicians nowadays, migraines included, occur as a direct consequence of these kind of environmental mismatches. So recognizing them and eliminating them is a cornerstone, not just to migraine prevention, but to uh, general health and wellness overall. And for many people, those pleasure pathways that are triggered by sugar have been reinforced and strengthened over a lifetime, um, usually beginning in childhood, and so they've become incredibly powerful. Uh, but the good news uh, is it's entirely possible to weaken uh, those pathways, and it really doesn't take all that long to, for that to happen, uh, especially if we use some key strategies that have an excellent track record when it comes to changing our behavior. Um, I know with the holidays behind us and a new year in front of us that uh, many of you have resolved that this is the year to commit fully to starting a new chapter when it comes to your health and your migraines. And maybe you've been contemplating making the change for a while now, but we're looking for the right time to start. Um, or perhaps uh, you're recommitting yourself to it after having tried and fallen off. Um, I know that's an issue for some folks, and one of the biggest reasons that people struggle, either with getting started or staying with it once they do, has to do with giving up sugar. It's also uh, clearly one of those things that exists along a spectrum. Um, while giving it up may come fairly easy to some, for others uh, it's much harder and in can end up being their Achilles heel. So. As we'll talk about in this episode, those differences, uh, where you fit on that spectrum, has a lot to do with whether your thoughts about sugar or the story of sugar and sweets that you tell yourself are working for you or against you as you try to ditch it from your diet. And so that's why the first two of our three strategies relate to mindset or our attitudes uh, regarding sugar. Another way of thinking of mindset is as the stories we tell our ourselves about the things in our lives. And those stories we tell are incredibly powerful, uh, profoundly impacting how we behave, oftentimes in ways we're not even aware of. And the wonderful thing about this is that once you recognize how powerful these stories are, and the fact that you, that you are the one deciding what story to tell, it opens up so much possibility in the realm of personal and behavioral transformation. 
You may have heard me uh, say before that mindset is the single biggest predictor of success with the Migraine Miracle Plan, um, as mindset can either be your greatest ally or your greatest inter- uh, enemy. You ultimately decide the stories you tell, and so you get to choose if you tell yourself a story that works to your advantage or disadvantage. So the first strategy is to change the story you're telling about yourself, or more specifically, about your relationship to sugar and sweets. So the story that many who struggle with breaking the sugar habit goes something like this. I'm someone who struggles constantly with sugar cravings and must always use my willpower to fight against them. Sugar and sweets have power over me. I've tried before to break the habit and failed, and that's probably how it will continue to be. So in this case, even if you resolve to break the habit, if this is the story you continue to carry around, then that story will almost certainly continue to prove true. In other words, the very fact that you're telling this story is playing a big role in that story coming true. On the other hand, if you resolve to break the habit and today change your story to, I'm someone who avoids sugar and sweets. I've struggled unsuccessfully in the past to break the habit, but now I'm finally conquering it. You'll have drastically improved your odds of being successful and just by something as simple as changing your story. Now you may think, uh, but that's exactly what's happened in my life. Sugar has had a powerful impact on me and I have struggled mightily to break the habit. So telling myself anything else wouldn't be true. But the mistake in that line of thinking is to think of these stories as one directional. In other words, to view these stories that we tell ourselves, or your story of sugar in this case, as simply a set of observations about your life. When the reality is, and there's decades of psychological research to support this, the story you tell directly influences what happens to you. So the incredible thing about mindset is that over time, you become the the stories you tell about yourself. And so changing your stories is one of the simplest and most powerful ways you can change your life for the better. Furthermore, if you struggled over and over and over at, at something and haven't succeeded, almost certainly it has little to do with your ability to succeed and a whole lot more to do with the story you're telling yourself about that thing. So that's the first uh, strategy, and as I mentioned earlier, the second strategy is also a mindset strategy, and that's to change the story you're telling about sugar itself. Another thing that gets in the way of people breaking the sugar habit is the story people tell themselves about sugar. So one common story uh, that people might have, the one that makes kicking the habit really hard, is what I'd call the story of deprivation, and it goes something like this. Those people who get to enjoy eating sweets and sugar are so lucky, and it's so unfair that I have to avoid them because of my migraines. I'm so unlucky to have migraines. Everyone else gets to enjoy sweets, but I have to deprive myself. So it's not hard to see why this kind of story would be counterproductive and why it would make uh, ditching sugar really hard. And again, we get to choose the stories we tell, and there's no reason we must choose this one. In fact, There's another story of sugar, one that I'd argue is a lot closer to the truth anyways, that makes ditching the habit a lot easier, especially compared to the story of deprivation that I just described. So for this new story about sugar, I'm going to give an analogy. Imagine that running full speed off of a cliff was the most exhilarating and pleasurable experience you could ever imagine. 
So much so that most people's brains were wired so that just starting to run towards a cliff felt really good. And because of this, people were dying left and right because everyone was jumping off a cliff uh, because there was nothing in their brain signaling that it was dangerous or that it shouldn't be done. Now imagine there's a small group of people who, instead of feeling pleasure when they run towards the edge of a cliff, feel an intense pain in their head and so have no temptation whatsoever to jump off. Now, if you were one of those people, it would make no sense to bemoan the fact that you don't get to jump off, that those other people who do are the lucky ones because they don't feel any pain. But this is just a more extreme example of the situation with sugar. There are all sorts of pleasurable things out there that we don't do because we know in the long run they'll be hard, harmful. Things like you know drugs of abuse and gambling and all manner of dangerous behaviors that may feel great in the moment or in the short term, but that we know are ultimately destructive. And for the most part, you probably don't have any trouble avoiding doing those things. And that's precisely because of the story you're telling yourself about those things. And the same goes for anything else you're trying to avoid, including sugar. If I were to tell you that your you know, next bite of brownie would lead to your death or the death of your loved one, I'd bet a good money that you'd kick the habit for good without any trouble. And again, in this case, it would have nothing, nothing would have changed but the story that you're telling yourself about sugar. Because implicit in this uh, notion that you're being deprived and that the people who uh, get to enjoy sugar without migraines are lucky is that they're getting something good. Um, if you truly thought they were being harmed by it, uh, as in these other examples, um, that wouldn't be the case. So another story you could tell, tell yourself to replace the story of deprivation is that you're fortunate in that you have an early detection system. So for most people, sugar uh, ends up being a silent killer, promoting disease uh, in multiple organs without symptoms for many years until uh, it's uh, many times too late to do anything about it. And of course, that's a very different way of uh, viewing things than the story of deprivation. But once again, you get to choose which story to tell yourself. If you choose the old one, the story of deprivation, that the story that sugar really isn't so bad, you'll make it much harder on yourself and make the journey one of unpleasantness and struggle. If you decide on the other story, you'll make it much easier on yourself and make the journey one of appreciation, gratitude, and ease. So those are the first two key strategies, again, uh, involving changing mindset or the story that you're telling yourself. And the third key strategy is to change your environment. So when it comes to changing our behavior, if, or if we want to stop doing one thing in favor of another, we essentially have two ways we can go about it. First, we can use the sheer force of our will to make the change. So in the case of sugar and sweets, we can say, you know, I'm just going to exercise better self-control from now on. Uh, when those donuts are sitting in the break room table or when I pass by the cookies in the pantry, I'm just going to resolve from this day forward to resist temptation. The other way we can go about it is to change our environment and to change our environment in ways that make the decisions that we want to make easy and the choices that we don't want to make hard. So let me give you an example. Imagine if you made it your New Year's resolution to go to the gym and do 40 flights of stairs on the Stairmaster every day. 
Now, that'd be a great goal and would be wonderful for your health. Now, doing this is going to require that you completely change your daily routine. So you have to figure out a way to carve out that hour or two that you need to tra travel back and forth to the gym and do your exercises. So maybe you decide you're gonna wake up two hours early or you try to do it uh, at night after work. Needless to say, achieving this goal is going to take a significant amount of effort and willpower. And I'm sure everyone is aware of how dismal the statistics are uh, in people following through on these sorts of resolutions. Every gym knows they're going to see a surge in memberships come January, and by February, almost all of those people aren't going to be around anymore. So very few people would be able to meet the goal that I just described uh, using the force of will approach. Now imagine another scenario where you move into an apartment that's on the 40th floor of the apartment building and the building has no elevator. And let's say you have no choice but to live here. Now do you think you'd make your 40 flights of stairs a day goal? Of course you would. So not only would it require zero willpower because you have no choice in the matter, you'd do it automatically. It would be built in to the daily routine of your life. And I bring up this example just to demonstrate how significantly our environment can shape our behavior. And that when we're trying to make some type of major change, it's far more effective for us to set up our environment in ways that promote our desired behavior than it is for us to use our force of will to accomplish it. Accomplish it. The key to this strategy is simply to make the behavior you're trying to stop, in this case eating sugar or sweets, harder and make the behavior you're trying to replace it with, where applicable, easier. So if you're trying to give up sweets and sugar, think about the scenarios where you give in and ask what can I do to keep myself out of that situation and then design your environment or your lifestyle accordingly. Obviously, if you don't have sugar and sweets available, if you have no access to it, it'll be that much harder to eat them. Furthermore, the more you can integrate the good decisions, the behaviors you do want, into the routine of your life and make it as inevitable as possible, obviously the easier it will be to do those things. All right, so those are three really powerful strategies anyone can use to ditch the sugar habit. So to review, the first strategy is to change the story you tell about your relationship to sugar from a story that goes something like, giving up sugar has and always will be really hard for me to, I may have struggled with it in the past, but it's no longer who I am. The second is to change your story of sugar from one of deprivation, like I'm so unlucky that I can't have sugar because I have migraines and can't enjoy it like everyone else to, Excess sugar is incredibly damaging to, to health, and I'm fortunate that I have an early detection system that protects my long-term health. And then the third strategy is to change your environment, to make consuming nutrient-dense whole foods easy and eating sugar and sweets really hard. All right, so now it's time for our Primal Provisions Pick of the Week. So every week inside of our Migraine Miracle Facebook group, we take a poll and see which recipe from Primal Provisions people want us to post um, on the site. So Primal Provisions is our weekly meal planning service where every Saturday we send out a Migraine Miracle meal plan along with recipes for all the meals, grocery lists, and prep day instructions for people who want to prepare their meals for the week in advance. 
It's a uh, super easy way of getting started with the Migraine Miracle Plan, uh, especially the food part, as it takes all of the planning and decision-making off the table, saving you time and anxiety, and ensures that you have delicious meals to eat throughout the week. Uh, I mentioned earlier that one of the three key strategies for uh, ditching the sugar habit uh, and for adopting new habits like the Migraine Miracle Plan is to modify your environment. And... Um, uh, cooking for yourself and uh, preparing your meals for the week in advance uh, is a huge way to modify your environment. In fact, that was the reason for developing uh, Primal Provisions to begin with. Uh, it was to allow folks um, to have a way of making meals for the week in advance so that uh, when the time came during the week, um, you wouldn't have that temptation to eat something that's not that, that you don't want to because you don't have anything else available or it's the easy decision. So having something that you know is nutritious, um, that is know something know that something you want to be eating already made and available is a huge way uh, to ensure your success. Um, and so uh, that's a big reason why Primal Provisions exists. And um, today, uh, the pick of the week, uh, which was voted on, um, is our shepherd's pie. So one of the things we like to do is take classic dishes and tweak them just a little bit uh, so that they're within the migraine miracle framework. So in the case of shepherd's pie, um, while the ingredients typically only include whole foods, so we're pretty good on the whole, um, the inclusion of uh, mashed potatoes in the classic preparation uh, typically means a big hit of carbohydrates. Um, in this case, in an easily digestible uh, form, you can kind of think of uh, mashed potatoes as uh, being a pre-digested potatoes to some degree, which means they'll take less time for, to, for them to be broken down and enter your uh, bloodstream once they're eaten. Um, that's why the uh, glycemic in index of mashed potatoes is significantly higher uh, than something like uh, boiled red potatoes. So here we've solved that problem uh, and uh, avoiding the big sugar hit uh, by using cauliflower in place of the potatoes. So doing that uh, reduces the carbohydrate load considerably and the resultant uh, impact on your blood sugar. Um, and to be honest, uh, I don't miss the potatoes at all. In fact, in most of these dishes where we're substituting cauliflower for potatoes, I actually prefer them to the original version. And I've heard a lot of other people say the same. Um, it's also helped by the fact that I know it won't make me really sleepy uh, afterwards like, it, uh, like that big hit of carbs would have from the mashed potatoes. And uh, that's always our goal whenever we try to recreate these classic dishes. Um, we're not looking to make a version that's kind of, sort of, seems like the original. Um, we want something that's at least as good, if not an improvement, upon the original. And uh, we're not going to put something out there if that's not the case. So... Um, you can find the recipe for the shepherd's pie at mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash shepherd's pie. So that wraps up this edition of the Miracle Moment. Um, hopefully this ha episode has armed you with some powerful strategies for kicking the sugar, sugar habit and uh, making 2018 the year you slay the beast once and for all. Uh, once again, if you're brand new and looking to get started with the Migraine Miracle Plan and find out what it's all about, you can head over to BeastSlayers.com to download the guide uh, to getting started. And uh, uh, as a reminder, prior episodes of The Miracle Moment, along with transcripts, can be found at MyMigraineMiracle.com um, forward slash moment. 
and if you're listening to this uh, on the podcast and you enjoy it and you want to help spread the word to others, uh, it'd be fantastic if you can leave a review or a rating in iTunes. Um, it really makes a difference and it really means a lot to me. And for those of you who are watching the video, I uh, just want to let you know that in the coming weeks, I'm going to be traveling uh, quite a bit. And so I'll be doing podcast-only episodes or audio-only episodes of The Miracle Moment during that time. So if you're watching this and you want to make sure that you stay up to date, uh, make sure you've subscribed to the podcast and uh, you can find a link uh, to that in the show notes as well. So that's all for today. Now it's time to go out and slay the beast. Thank you.